Minna, welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast today at the Seamless um, Conference in Dubai. And uh, we, you're going to talk with me today about your business called Bar Gallery in Pakistan. And I've just learned you're living in, you live in Dubai, not in, uh, not in Pakistan. Tell us a bit about yourself uh, and your business. Okay, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, my name is Mina Salman and I am the founder of BagGallery.com. So a few years ago, I started off this venture because I had, we were living in Saudi before. So actually me and my husband, we've been like uh, in Middle East for a long time. We got married. Uh, we actually, I have lived all my life in Karachi, brought up and everything was in Karachi. My schooling, education, even my work was there. But eventually we uh, got married and then we moved. So we were living in Middle East. So when we moved to Dubai in around 2011, I'd been looking for jobs and uh, something I wanted to do because my son was almost three. So it was time to come back to the corporate world. But unfortunately, I was unable to find anything, uh, you know, suitable for my timings and, you know, the job hunt continued. I did a lot of things. I eventually failed. So then I got this idea of starting uh, because it was around that time when in the Middle East, soup.com and there were few other websites, they were gradually picking up. So the concept of e-commerce was quite new around that time. So me and my husband, he just gave me this idea, why don't you start doing something? And I was like, what it should be. So eventually uh, I love shopping. So then we thought that this is something which is my passion and we can eventually turn it around and, uh, you know, build it up. So we started off with bags. At that point, I was doing very luxury handbags and but you started we started with specs where here in, in dubai in dubai okay. yes yes so we but it was i was very new i had no idea how i mean at that time even the word like e-commerce and startups they were not the buzzwords nobody was very aware now it's like the whole ecosystem and people talk about it and you know youngsters want to jump into this whole ecosystem but around that time it was it was very uh, difficult so we started selling off few bags and it was it was very i, I made a very very rough website and we were using Facebook messengers to take orders and all that but it was at around that time when e-commerce was picking up in Pakistan so my husband gave me this idea like let's just switch let's just diversify a bit because over here I was getting one order then after like 10 days there is no order so with luxury products this is a problem like you get one order and then 10 days no order so and we wanted to I wanted to get my hands on with this whole thing so we gradually um, you know added beauty products and we used Facebook groups around that time still it is it's a very good way of selling your products there are a lot of Facebook I, I, I remember like in, in 2012 uh, some friends uh, of mine and me we had the biggest Facebook group in Middle East for uh, mobile phones Absolutely. two million followers and back, back then we believed Every follower is worth like one dollar, and we tried to sell it. That's like the Facebook group thing was like I think it peaked in 2012, Absolutely. and then it went down. Yeah. So uh, we used that, and then we just uh, started making up a team. We uh, met few amazing people in Pakistan. They're still with us uh, till date. They are like the founding members of BagAlley.com. We created a website. We started working on it. We started uh, partnering up with a lot of uh, local brands in Pakistan, for example, L'Oreal's and, you know, Unilever's. So we were importing beauty products from US and UK and we were selling them on our website. And we were also working with local, uh, you know, merchandisers and local retailers and local brands that had already availability in Pakistan. So Bag Gallery was created. And then I think after that, uh, the kind of success we, we've grown over a period of time and we were not ready for it. We started, you know, you know, scaling up. And then our first round of funding came in 2020. 
2020 was a very difficult time for the whole world but for us we got our we backed our first uh, funding around in 2020 and then you know things went from here to here and then you know we were not ready for it we gradually started building up our team because we were not even like even our customer service was not that amazing but obviously when you get in the spotlight you know when you buy your first funding everybody is looking at you so then we slowly and gradually we have evolved how the e-commerce industry has evolved we have worked on our practices like on customer relationships and customer retention and acquisition and the website formats and we use use lot of social media influencers to work as a bridge our instagram is our biggest asset so we worked on different areas and gradually we just you know worked up and then in 2021 we backed our second round of funding so then again things scaled up a little bit more so you know when you when you get your uh, your funding it's like you, then you have a lot on your plate and you really have to excel and so we gradually worked on our operational areas they were like there were little loopholes in that so we we worked on all of these areas and together i think how uh, e-commerce industry has evolved in pakistan bag gallery has also evolved uh, with the period of time and now people understand that baggallery.com is synonymous to beauty and fashion website and they sell authentic products because this is also a bit of an issue uh, when products come from gray areas can can you can you give us like rough numbers about what the ballpark where you're in like revenue wise how many people are working how many packages just so people understand uh, the, uh, the right momentum right now of the i business? can i can just give you a little bit like uh, we do have a team of around um, 150 people but now we've reduced our team a little bit around 100 people and it includes a warehouse staff also like people who are like work on daily wages and the market itself like uh, i understand like bag gallery is focusing 100% on the pakistani uh, yes. market right so um and it also started roughly like 10 years ago uh, e-commerce adoption yeah. so like can you share a bit like the um some market data so how many people in pakistan are shopping online so what is kind of uh, what is like the total addressable market like for the business you are in is it something that's only happening in karachi is it kind of a national phenomena so because i told you like before the recording so there's like uh, very limited knowledge about the market itself when people hear about pakistan obviously akar that's people that's the country that's sending a lot of like workers to like dubai or to the middle east region but obviously there are people being able to afford um, beauty products uh, fashion products and um, uh, one of our podcast guests uh, here last year was from kadi so uh, um, uh, fashion manufacturer uh, or fast fashion manufacturer so please tell us a bit more about the market structure itself So basically uh, e-commerce industry has as I already said it has evolved like especially in 2 3 years it has become something huge so roughly if i wanted to give uh, in numbers it's like a 10 billion dollar industry 10 billion yeah. total pakistani yeah. e-commerce and then if you want to add uh, like e- like our share it's around you know like where we play in the beauty and fashion obviously the big giants like you mentioned cardi and sapphire these people have they're like they have different channels like omni channels mm-hmm. where they sell they have their retail stores and then they sell online also but we are purely e-commerce so we cover around 1.8 to uh, 2 billion dollar of that whole chunk and this uh, uh, e-commerce is gradually growing because uh, there is a lot of internet penetration 
lot of people who are not especially we've seen this trend in pandemic also people who were not very comfortable with buying online they eventually had no option and they had to come online even people like you were in 50s and 60s like my parents who had no idea about this how this e-commerce work gradually they're getting um you know accustomed with this whole trend and so the as mobile penetration and internet penetration is increasing so we have also have a customized website for our uh, um for mobile also where people and then there's a lot of gen z's gradually they're coming in it so it's 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 growing and it's booming and we have a lot of grocery stores online just just to give you a perspective of uh, you know poor people going to the way for uh, work so there there a lot of different kinds of uh, startups even in health sector also the fashion industry is so like it's let's so many there are so many local brands that have uh, popped up during this pandemic and they're doing amazing and they they're beauty brands uh, obviously there's demand for imported beauty products also like you know we talk about tarts and huda beauties and all that but then there's locally also there has been a lot of work and they're selling this online and how was uh, yesterday i recorded a podcast with um, arun the ceo from uh, um, uh, maf carrefour and he, he told me that um, the adaptation during uh, covid for the online services really skyrocketed yeah. because uh, some of the uh, stores were closed and then people really learned how to order grocery uh, online which wasn't the case uh, even in this region here and now we're i don't know uh, their online share might be somewhere between like 5 to 15% yeah. so it's a, it's a, it's a massive growth Was it the same in Pakistan? Was it was it the same where store clo where store closed uh, during COVID, or people were forced to buy online? And what does it mean for the online adoption in the market? So I, uh, it is the case was similar. I think when the lockdown happened, the whole world came to a halt. Whether it was schools or you know even hospitals and all these kind of industries, so nobody knew, nobody was prepared for it. How we're gonna work through it? So people actually, I think they got. They educated themselves, especially in Pakistan, how to shop online and uh, cash on delivery is huge. Uh, but uh, due to different, you know, um, online payment portals, if we partner up a lot with banks and you know you give them discount codes and when you're giving them good offers, people generally now like to buy online. And obviously, there is a social media influence also. We just cannot. Uh, I really have to emphasize on that because for us it has played a huge huge role because how we have grown because you know social media and influencers and you know customer reviews people really are getting accustomed with that they educating themselves how to buy products they read reviews online they see what their favorite influencer is wearing how she's carrying or him is carrying himself where he's going what car he's driving what kind of lifestyle is having so those kind of things and how and from where is he shopping so if uh, an influencer are like more trusted uh folks other than you know celebrities and all because celebrities are just endorse anything but with influence but now influencers becoming celebrities yes uh, this is getting more and more saturated so if your influencer is telling you that you have to buy from for example bagalley.com and this is a discount code you're getting 20% off on the final order why not people just they just went in with the flow and they started purchasing their orders and uh, this is how and even with groceries also when there was no other option people had to buy online i think in a way it was good that something that was supposed to have happen in like 5 to 10 years 2 3 years everybody just got onto the e-commerce uh, bandwagon and what kind of uh, social media channels let's just talking about the influencer influence here uh, what kind of channels are important in in pakistan and are people following local influencers or influencers located in dubai where you are living for example 
so basically i think um, when we talk about influencer marketing um the whole thing is the different kind of influencers there are like mega influencers who have their followers in millions and millions i think everybody is following them for example ronaldo who doesn't want to follow him we all are fo- not following ronaldo are you following ronaldo <laughs> I I yes or no? Yes. You're following him. Yes. And okay. we we talk about the Kardashians and you know Kylie Jenner and all these people everybody is following them and then they're like uh uh mega influencers and they're nano influencers and they are micro influencers so when we when you know your following comes down from millions to you know lakhs and all that you know 100000 then there are a lot of local influencers that people and especially in people in Pakistan they follow a lot of uh, local influencers and a lot of them want to follow their lifestyle and how they're living their life and what products are they using and then there are very micro and nano influencers also you know like uh, this still getting on with the bandwagon so you need to when you talk about influencer marketing you because we work with all different kind of genres so it depends on your campaign when you want a real connect with the people you go for nano and micro influencers because although they don't have huge following but whatever they're saying they have a small following but they have like really organic and you know people are not following them because of the fan base and all that so we use different uh, we work with different kind of influencers is it is a lot, lot of local influencers but then you know there are a lot of influencers in dubai and england and uh, who live their life according to pakistani style so they live two lives one is like what are they doing locally how what kind of food they are eating consumption so there is demand for those kind of influencers also um, and then in dubai also like i live in dubai but yes my lifestyle is pretty much like how i was supposed to uh, live in pakistan and so when yes influencers uh, but, but but yeah. then are you booking influencers living in dubai or like other uh, other regions We, for for pack gallery yes it depends on uh, on the kind of campaign for example if we are talking about like now we've started exporting our products from pakistan like especially the local clothes and the makeup products and the bags and the shoes that are produced locally so if you want to you know export those products so you will go for like depends on the region so we go for saudi influencers pakistani pakistani british pakistani us based but pakistani influencers so you, so you pick the kind of influencers that resonate with your campaign and their influencers on instagram tiktok youtube snapchat I mean this Facebook so there's so many different uh, genres and so many areas so you have to be very wise and pick and this is what we've learned over a period of time it was not like you just get the formula you don't you don't crack the formula because this industry is very new uh, you don't you're not sure about the followers are they organic or they're like you know bought up and what is the rate of engagement and how well they're perceived by their uh, people so you really have to crack the code and we've been able to do it somehow over like last few years like um like 10 years ago and you just mentioned the um the facebook um group uh, phenomena like 10 years ago the typical strategy like to win new customers for a website like the gallery uh, would have been uh, a google strategy yeah. like uh, finding the right keywords ah somebody in karachi is looking for luxury handbag okay let's bid on this keyword how does it work today for you what's your main channels of getting new customers uh basically yes google and seo is still there uh it, it works somehow a is lot google the main search engine in pakistan oh uh, yes yes it is a main search engine in pakistan people use it uh, for example uh if you are looking for a mascara or if you're looking for a foundation so best foundations for oily skin 
so these are the keywords that we are working on so also we we we've done that but you know we want to add the right kind of tags on our website so it's it's seo google is working then there is social media influencer marketing that helps uh, a lot then there is a lot of uh, affiliate programs like you know when you get the codes then there are loyalty programs that we've used we are like into sms marketing and email marketing and then uh, last year we did biggest two on ground events in in pakistan one in karachi and one in lahore where we replicated the whole e-commerce website into store like a proper physical store like you know some what like this so they were different kiosks of different brands they were selling their products so it was like you know the people saw the e-commerce website coming live in physical form where they could see all the products that they see on the website they could actually touch it feel it and purchase but it but this was that. kind of a marketing campaign it's not a permanent store concept no 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 it's it's a yes it was a kind of a concept but you know even if you see uh, with different uh, uh, e-commerce portals also they do really like little pot like pop-up stores Mm-hmm. in the middle of the mall for like maybe 5 days or 7 days and then they go away so it's kind of a strategy to come people like you want to you know have one on one relationship with your yeah. customers who are present online so that they can come they can see you so these are the different kind of strategies that we have adopted over a period of time can you tell about more about the product range on back gallery because uh, when i open the website there's like beauty and there's uh, there's fashion clicking on beauty shows me a banner um, advertising on, the fora favorites and, and i need to understand a bit like your vertical integration with the different brands and what's is it is it a beauty website is it a fashion website and do you do you have your own back gallery bags back gallery comes from like back gallery is yes, this correct yes so okay. because i started okay, off right. from bags right least, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people ask me why did oh. you go for this name so ba- i when i started i was like i'm just going to sell luxury bags so the first name that came makes to sense, my makes sense makes so, sense seems to be very good market yeah. so that's how i started off and eventually there were shoes and there were accessories and there were makeup and there was skincare there was home care products and a lot of self care and gadgets so Yeah, but it li- was you started with third party brands it was not the mina uh luxury bag it no, was always no. like a luxury bag from, from i don't know chanel uh, or gucci or louis vuitton and tory burch okay. so these were the brands that we were in- initially working on so now the whole thing is uh, bag gallery has become very synonymous with beauty brands because uh, this was a kind of you know area that we never uncovered and when we uncovered it we saw there was a whole potential because it was around that time and you know i don't know if you know about huda katan it's she's a famous uh, very very famous influencer she launched her makeup line and people what's your name i i google her right now huda huda katan huda katan okay yes she's very famous here in the middle east and uh, yeah the whole middle east and even pakistan and india and bangladesh Nepal so all that that kind of so she launched her branded yep. products and you know with the social media penetration people got more and more into their you know like what kind of foundation should they put on their face what kind of skin care yeah. everybody has a different skin care routine so we have a good assortment of That's her? Yes. Huda Huda Beauty. Okay. Yes yes she's very okay. famous here. She's and her- I think she's a pioneer of influencer based products. She's a, she's a pioneer. So I think she led a way for a lot of different influencers to launch their own skin care and makeup line. Okay. So uh, coming back to our product assortment, yes, we do have a lot of um, local products, locally made products, locally sourced products because there is demand for that also. We work with a lot of imported products also. Like I don't know if you know about beauty products. I uh, doubt no, you use any. <laughs> no. Thank you. Uh <laughs> no I don't. Obviously I know a couple of like standard beauty products especially like the bigger uh the bigger brands like L'Oreal and and others but like uh-huh. the 
but the, uh, and, and my wife is full into this kind of Bobby Brown uh, product product line, uh, which is also hard to find offline and online. Absolutely. So super, super exclusive. But apart from this, uh, no. So Bobby Brown and Laura Mercier and Nars yeah. and Tarte and Too Faced. So there are uh, beauty brands who are famous in Germany. Like I think NYX and uh, like L'Oreal are very famous. And there are beauty uh, products based in US. They are famous like Benefit and Tarte. Yeah. Then the UK-based beauty products and the European-based products and the yeah. Middle East. So we try to get that uh, good assortment of uh, all the beauty products because we want to give the best assortment to our customers. And there are a lot of customers who want to buy local beauty products and uh, products. And then we have fashion also. Initially, when we started, we used to uh, get products from Zara and H&M and Forever 21 and, you know, all these kind of brands. And we used to put them on our website and we've experimented with that you know it was a time around I think two years ago when white sneakers was all the rage when Adidas Superstar just launched so we put that on our website also we got a lot of orders for that and then now the whole industry uh, how the fashion industry is changing like people want to buy a lot of locally made products uh, because a imported products are expensive now and when you get the same kind why, of... Why is this the case? Because in, in, of the, in Pakistan, it's expensive. And, uh, yes, in Pakistan. The inflation and, you know, that ah. dollar uh, kind of... That inflation is, is on the rise. So, and if you can get the same product that is ethically sourced, organically produced, lo you know, you're involving local craftsmen. Yeah. You're honoring your roots, your values, building up on that customer identity and you're giving the same product Then people don't want to buy a lot of... Yes, there is a market for that also. People who want to buy imported products. But in fashion, there is a lot of like, I'm sure you must have learned through Cardi's... Uh, podcast that you know people want to buy pro fashion products like shirts and shoes and bags that are produced locally yeah so we try to have a good assortment of all these kind of products to best uh, you know meet the needs of our customers and consumers because they're all kinds of consumers and and um, are there brands that are exclusively sold or owned by Back Gallery on the beauty side or fashion side? So basically, we've partnered up with a lot of brands, like uh, for example L'Oreal. So when we've done this partnership, we we like if they are going to launch any product, for example, they're launching their new serum or a hair care product, yeah. it's going to be exclusively launched on Bag Alley for first 10 days. So we have these kind of partnerships also because we've been working them with them over years and we have that kind of reputation with them. So they make sure when a product is launched, it's launched first on Bag Gallery. So these kind of partnerships also we are doing and the other kind of, we also have our own private label brand that is all made in Pakistan. It's called Vibe Fashion. We Vibe, vibe of Fashion. That, that's like this uh, this brand here. Yes, Shop Vibe. Shop vibe yes. If you shop just click on, on I will, it. I will, shop, I will shop Vibe now. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So this bag that I'm carrying right now is also uh, from my own brand. Okay. We will put a photo in the show notes from the, from the back. We will, <laughs> we will, we will, we will so take it. So we have... So all these products that you can see on the website, like yeah. the T-shirts and these bags and, you know, yeah. uh, eventually shoes and PJ sets, they're all locally made, ah. locally sourced. And obviously, when you do this kind of stuff, uh, but it's, a, it's, it's a huge very cost-effective. It's, it's a huge range. Yes, you have it's everything. a huge range, yes, yeah. yes. This was my pet project I wanted to do since I was in college. I remember I wanted to do something like that. So eventually, we saw the opportunity because, you, you know, after... Uh, being in the market for a long time, you collect a lot of data. So when you have the data, you exactly know, because when you're selling other brands, uh, like bags from other brands, you exactly know what kind of uh, SKU is a hit. 
what yeah. kind of people uh, like you know like people want bigger bags in pakistan especially like college going but, but here like a standard a standard t-shirt like a t-shirt from wipe wipe uh, yeah. whatever currency that's like a local currency what yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. what is it in dollar uh 7.99 what is it i think it will be around 10 dollars 10 dollars and is yes. $10 for a locally sourced and produced t-shirt in Pakistan? Is this like for an average customer? Uh, is it a high price, an average price? Yeah, this is a price people are going to buy in Pakistan. So uh, the thing is that if you are going to buy, maybe for example, from a brand like Tommy Hilfiger, if you're going to uh, yeah. buy uh, same t-shirt, maybe because they take the cotton from Pakistan and Bangladesh only. Yep. So they just put their Tommy Hilfiger tag and they can sell it for $100 you say so if the in pakistan yes so if so there are people who want to have that kind of tommy hilfiger tag so you know they are that kind of market also but then when people know that it's the same cotton it's locally produced so it doesn't matter if it has a tag or not even if it's written vibe on it so they're going to purchase it and you do only uh, fashion uh, and fashion accessoires or you only own also do vibe uh, beauty no we are just in fashion right now uh, because this is where we want to develop yes in the future we do want to launch a, uh, a beauty products because i'm also skincare and makeup influencer in dubai so i work with a lot of yourself yes so i have yeah, just like uh, i'm known just as a doing, skincare doing some geek. research here during the recording <laughs> So I'm a skincare geek also. So I have a lot of information because I've been working in this industry for a long time. So I have that. I know what kind of products people yeah. really want and what yeah. are the major skincare. So that's for the future. But we also acquired uh, last year, uh, there was a very small uh, beauty and fashion player. It's called as Immerse. We acquired them last year and then they're part of the, uh, you know, uh, bag gallery, the whole uh, portfolio. So they, so they do a lot of beauty products and we also uh, get a lot of like, you know, beauty tools. Not like Dyson kind of beauty tools, like, you know, nail clippers or blackhead removers those stainless steel ones and you know yeah. heated rollers like that those quick kind ah, of okay. Uh, okay. beauty products maybe like something that you will use in your washroom like loofahs and all those kind of uh, products so we source them also and when we sell them on our uh, website as well so so far this is the assortment um, where we're looking into Okay, Ben, and uh, the I totally I totally get this. If you're if you have like a certain brand presence and uh, like retail exposure in Pakistan, that you're able to create in, in, a, a brand over there. But are you also able to expand the brand presence into um, and and the wipe brand presence into other countries or other retailers? So, what other retailers buy from you? to sell it in their own online stores or offline stores? So basically, we've not done that, but this is in the books right now where we want to sell uh, our Y products. So maybe if you want to go to Saudi Arabia or you want to come to UAE, Dubai, because it's like our second home. So we would go and uh, work with brands like Namchi or Amazon yeah. because our brands are not very um, highly priced. They're good of quality, but they're not... We keep very low margin in that. So we can... We can because it's not bag gallery coming to Amazon. It's just Vibe coming. And Vibe has its own identity, although it's under the umbrella of bag gallery. So when we are going to sell it... So it's an, it's, an, it's a wholesale business yeah, in that case. So we okay. could just, you know, use different kind of yeah. uh, giants already present in different kind of markets. And we're just going to uh, go in that uh, instead of... But you're not, you're not planning to open a pop-up store in the mall of Dubai or in the Emirati, oh, yes. Emirati, Emirati, Emirati Mall. 
oh why not i would love to do that uh, i tell you i tell you why not i tell you why not but uh, but you you are planning to do not really but uh, we have like little kind of um, uh, in dubai you just i think you, you how long you've been in dubai for like you come here for how many days for 70 hours <laughs> oh so you don't know how the fashion industry works so there are a lot of in house uh, uh like small exhibitions that people do in their houses and eventually they go into like uh like you know this boulevard ones and all that so eventually yeah. so they do exhibitions for two days where a lot of different pakistani and indian brands they come they sell their clothes and then go home and it's a huge thing especially because in dubai uh pakistani and indian there are there's a massive number of uh, pakistani and indians in Dubai. So there's a whole market for these kind of clothes also. So we might go into these exhibitions, do two day sale, and then come back. Where, where do they happen those exhibitions? They, they uh, like even like places like World Trade Center, but World Trade Center is huge in different hotel lobbies and oh, all that. So there are like small like you know before big events like Ramadan is huge here. So my 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 argument not doing this usually in Europe Europe would be that. It's too expensive yeah. to set this up, and it's cheaper to find customers online. Yes, and just absolutely. to find the next Dubai influencer, and then, regardless if you send them to uh, to Noon or Namshi or or Amazon, or even sending them to your Wipe dot uh, uh, BG uh, yeah. shop, whatever that, that yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. So yeah. my argument is always okay. Setting setting something up um, uh, um, offline, pop up store, permanent store. Even even like an expo exposing is so far away from everything you can scale with with the existing organization. You need a different set of people. You need uh, a system that lets you uh, let that lets you collect cash yeah. or that lets you collect credit card yeah, data. Yeah, yeah. You need an offline stock, so it's uh, you have to take it out of your of your warehouse. It's like it has it has it has nothing to do with a, with an e commerce operation. It's a totally different operation. That's yeah, why I'm usually yeah. very hesitant when I'm here. Okay, offline is. Might be a good like marketing yeah. thing like for once, but having this as a permanent channel to win new customers seems to be very complicated. And most of the businesses that tried it in in Europe, setting up like permanent offline presences, failed. It's too expensive. There's no no synergy. Yeah, effects. yeah, yeah. But just to I think just to give that gist of it, like how the product actually feels, because you know when you are uh, buying online, there are kind of hits and misses. I'm sure you've seen those memes where what you ordered versus what came. So in order to cover that bridge. Sometimes you can go for a little pop-up store for a few days, and then you can come back uh, to your online channel because this is how there are a lot of uh, local fashion products. Also, there are fashion brands. They just they don't have any offline presence. I buy with a lot of uh, those websites. They just sell online. They come, they show their but but their social media channels and their photography and the whole kind of uh, you know their social media channels are very well equipped. Like when they're showing you a product, you show them from all different kinds side, all side how it's from inside and outside. So now the the that gap it's been like covered. So okay. yeah, I think online is always going to be my first love. But yes, just to take a little break, you can go offline. And then you might come back. Okay, let's go back for a moment to the uh, to the Pakistani uh, e-commerce um, motion. So you said you've um, started with external investors in 2020, uh, and obviously went for huge growth uh, growth paths. Um, I guess even now in the region, capital is getting like more expensive. So investors are asking like for uh, a quicker return or like for a faster pass of profitability. My understanding from what you've told me is that Pakistan like is still in the early days of like e-commerce adaption. So it's yes, it's an already a 10 billion dollar market, but yeah. it will grow into a 100 billion, 200 billion dollar market uh, over the next yeah. uh, over the next dec uh, uh, two decades. So are you what is like the organic growth rate? 
for a business like yours. In in Europe, the organic growth rate is like the offline online shift. Yeah. So, but there's no, nothing comes on top. So yeah. the overall, there, there's no new no new customers. The birth rates are low. The there's now inflation, so it's getting more expensive. But yeah. what is like the organic growth potential in 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 your market, and what can you put on top with efficient online marketing tactics? I think it's it's still in its infancy stages as compared to the rest of the world. If you compare from UK or US or maybe Europe, it's it's still in, in I think it will be like 20%, that's it. But still, we have a long way to go yeah. to reach to that organic level. So we still have to do a lot of pushing when it comes to... Uh, you know, e-commerce because people are still accustomed of uh, going to the malls, shopping physically for the products. So they still are used to do that. So in order to go to that level, there's a long way to go. And, and the and the rest of the e-commerce infrastructure is it already built? So can you say is there like uh, um, last mile logistics services available in in the whole countries, or can you send from Karachi to the furthest yeah, village away yeah, yeah. like with i don't know how long yeah. does it take how much does it cost is it even possible yes actually when we started off just to give you a little background we used to take 40 days to deliver 40 just for can, can you just imagine how bad was it because we were in our initial stages and i still remember there were customers who used to patiently wait for 40 days for their parcel to arrive but gradually how the ch things have changed so it's like people want their delivery next day now even the, in Pakistan? Now, yes. Or, no, or the big cities only? No, even in the big cities mostly, but now the whole scenario has been changed with last mile and all that. People don't, they don't have time to wait. So they don't want to wait. So if there's a long wait time, they were like, okay, I don't want to buy this. Or maybe they change, they change their mind also. Sometimes like, okay, I don't want this anymore. It was an impulsive buy. So in order to cover that, we work with different kind of last mile uh, companies who, especially in Karachi, we try to deliver the next day. And even when we have a warehouse, because... Pakistan is huge. So we have like, uh, we're in the south, Karachi is in the south, and there is Punjab in the middle and northern areas. So we've also opened up a warehouse in the middle of Punjab side area. So that to cater the uh, orders up north, it can eventually take two to three days. For for bigger cities, they just want the, like one day or same day delivery. But when we talk about smaller towns, yes, they can wait to like wait for like three to five days. And, and then. And how is payment done? Cash on delivery, especially in the still, smaller cities. Still, smaller cities. Yes. And what is your what is the what is the cash on delivery? Because this this all also started like in e-commerce started with cash on delivery in Germany, like for like, but this is like feels like twenty five years ago. <laughs> and then you learned okay, cash on delivery. It's kind of a it's a expensive because you have to pay like the postal service who is collecting the cash, whatever. But also super risky because like the return rates are oh, yeah. increasingly high because then people on the door say, I haven't ordered this. I don't pay. So please send it back. So um, how does it work out for you? Yes, it's the same thing. Uh, you, uh, It's expensive cash on delivery, but that's how the customers want to do because there is little trust factor also. Uh, it, it is getting better. We have partnered up with a lot of banks uh, and, you know, with different uh, payment gateways. Uh, you know, buy now, pay later and things like that are coming up. So, But it is mostly in the bigger cities. But in the smaller cities, yes, people want to pay with one hand and uh, get the product from the other hand. And it's, it's That's expensive. still the case. It's still the case, yes. It's, well, I think, uh, but there are customers doing uh, doing credit card payments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, but do you incentivize it? Is it yes, cheaper for them? Yes, we, we offer them codes. You know, like uh, if you use, for example, XYZ bank code, you will get 20%. So for that, people do buy it. But it, it's still the penetration and organic growth of that. It's still on the lower side. But you have to send SMSs and, you know, emails and all that just to push to that level. Because now it is getting a little better. But before, uh, a lot of time, we used to get flopped because 
पीपल वुड स्टिल नॉट एज कम्फर्टेबल ऑफ लाइक विद शेयरिंग देयर क्रेडिट कार्ड डिटेल्स ऑनलाइन इट्स स्टिल द केस smart in but some in, cases it's smart yeah but yeah like, but in pakistan i think roughly 70 to 80% it's still cash on delivery because there are a lot of female buyers also uh, because uh, uh, but jo- how many how many of those deliveries are then rejected at the door a lot of them uh, but a lot of what is percentage wise 10 20% yes so that's a bit because of the payment methods that's it used kind of to be huge in. yeah oh, okay. it used to be uh, like very uh, huge it used to be like 50% then 30% now it's around 10 to 20% but still high yeah it's, it's very expensive high. because you have to pay for the for the box to send absolutely there. but you can't do anything about it we you can only educate people to use a credit card but there are people especially women who are like uh, who work at home say at homes mothers they do not have bank accounts so you cannot lose them as potential customers because a lot of females because you know can see our website is very fashion and beauty oriented so our 90% customers are our females so in order to tap that market we have to offer cash on delivery what is the mobile penetration in pakistan though every every woman has like a mobile phone and yes. can order online yes 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 mobile penetration i i don't exactly know in numbers uh, but yes it is it is increasing because there are website one website is for customized for the desktop version and then we have like our mobile version also you know uh, and people are using that women are using that but again when it comes to payment most of the times they're using their husbands or their brothers uh, okay credit cards so yeah. you need to take permission okay you're living in dubai and obviously dubai is one when it, when when it comes to like e-commerce development it's like uh, on the on the uh, pretty much developed so yeah. you have like same delivery same hour delivery even like 50 minute grocery Two hours. so it's like it's like that's everything is is yeah. there so um and when so what is like from 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 your perspective from a customer's perspective so what is the biggest difference so what what do you what, what do you wish for pakistan to happen so you can like adapt the next level of like e-commerce growth there if you compare it to the dubai standard yeah dubai standards i think is the best standards uh, in the world i've been like mostly all around the world but you have to come back to dubai to you know feel it so how dubai has excelled i think uh, pakistan is nowhere close i have to be very honest but the things like innovation and techno tech innovation in dubai i think we still have a long way to go uh in pakistan so if we overcome our tech innovation i think it's uh, and that kind of comfort that comes with tech innovation like you comfortable like with uh, like for example you made a purchase and you're not happy with it it has happened with me a lot of times what i thought the product doesn't fit so you just have to send a message on whatsapp and then the next hour the guy comes he takes your product and he and within like 15 minutes the it comes back to your e wallet you know that this kind of tech innovation you pakistan still has a long way to do so when these things because it leads to a case where you just buy more you yeah. just don't plan and are afraid of like ch- uh, ordering it because yes. you know like when you get it and you don't like it you get the money back in 50 minutes so yeah this kind this is the biggest thing when you overcome this and then customers also they they get educated they innovate themselves they build the trust although they are getting more uh, like trustworthy when it before it was like nobody used to believe that e-commerce is a thing but with pandemic and everything people started believing in that and obviously with their success there are success rates also you know delivering and getting the cash and then you know you uh, repeat your cycle but these are the basic things that uh, and obviously um, th- there is a lot of inflation also uh, the, the the pakistani rupee and dollar rate conversion so one thing if you're buying it oh, for okay. a 
today I'm getting it for 20 dirhams. The rate changes. It's not 40 dirhams. So I remember like a few years ago, I had customers who used to buy uh, like Dior and Chanel bags and very expensive bags. And we used to sell a lot of like these kind of luxury products. But now uh, it has changed. I'm not saying those people don't exist. I'm sure they still find ways. But that kind of overall, that rate has uh, dropped a bit. Okay, crazy. Then maybe uh, on the last part, a bit on the like comp uh, uh, competitive um, intelligence here. So if... Is Back Gallery like the go-to site when it comes to beauty and fashion? Like if there's a new female customer and if I would ask like the average e-commerce female customer in Pakistan, what is your favorite like shopping site for fashion and beauty? It's is Back Gallery, gallery is it like yeah. a number one or yes. is it like number two, three or four? Okay, you can so, be honest here. <laughs> so actually, uh, number one is Daraz. They're backed up by Alibaba. So they're the, like the biggest, but they're, they're not known for beauty because they work really hard to be, because... Uh, How they work is like they work with different sellers. Like they had an online marketplace, so you can get fake products, fake ma uh, makeup yeah. brands, and then you can sell it. Okay. So because from day one, this was our number one thing that we are not going to sell fake products. So you, we used to say no to a lot of different sellers. Also, we used to say openly, "Ah, we're selling fake." makeup products from China and all that. So we we don't work with like that. So yes, when you talk about authentic products. That is Bag Gallery. And I'm sure everybody knows about uh, Bag Gallery back home. Yes. No. I have to be a little <laughs> uh, biased about it. But yes, this is the reality. When you go and I think you, if you get a chance to visit Pakistan, you should come. For me, it's an adventure to go to like uh, Riyadh and Dubai already. So Pakistan no, is a you have to, to go. come to Karachi. Yeah. You will get the best food. Yeah? Yes. Best shopping experience, I think, for like, like 100 euros, you can buy loads and loads of products of fashion and shoes and bags i'm sure it's going to be an adventure but a good one if seamless is going to uh, to pakistan doing something in karachi i definitely will follow That's yes you seamless. have to i hope they do agree mina thank you for your time very very enlightening very very interesting uh, uh, and i hope many more female founders will listen to that and uh, get inspired 